everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey. You're listening to episode 90 of Hop Culture. I can't believe we're getting so close to episode 100. I know. Thanks so much for tuning in and for all of your support in year two of the podcast. We teased this topic a few episodes ago, but today we are talking about self-care. It's definitely become more of a buzzword in the last few years. Do you guys feel like it was always a thing that you heard about? Um, No, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I've had my head in the sand, but that sounds like it's a negative thing. But I feel like for me, it's like post pandemic or like 2020 on kind of that I started noticing it, but maybe it was around before. I started noticing it earlier than that, but like only a few Mm -hmm. years, probably Mm -hmm. like 2016 or 2018 or something. Doing social media for a salon. (laughs) (laughs) Dottie's here again. (laughs) Doing social media for a salon, I feel like I was using self-care to guilt people into spending money at the salon, like, <laughs> earlier than the pandemic. So. That's so funny. Well, that comes up, that's going to come up later on in our discussion, the consumerism side of it all. So I looked up um, the search term self-care on Google Trends, which is always a fun um, site to explore. Mm-hmm. And it had been around quite a lot earlier than, yeah, I, I really thought it was like a made up thing in the last like couple years. Um, it had been around, it starts to climb around like 2015, 2016. And weirdly there was a huge spike in September of 2018. So I was trying to figure out why, like what was going on then. Um, and then it climbed a little bit more after that. And then a huge spike in April of 2020. So, um, and since then it stayed a pretty popular search term. So I definitely think that, um, talking about how to keep yourself feeling good during, yeah, the pandemic definitely contributed to it becoming such a popular phrase. I feel like I was, I was on the cutting edge of it because yeah, I heard of it definitely before the pandemic. Me too. I feel like maybe like in style magazine or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it <laughs> totally could have been. It probably <laughs> all started with the classic American girl publication that every teen girl had, mm-hmm. The Care and Keeping of You. I love that book. <laughs> yes. It probably did. I mean, I don't know. That that book came out a lot earlier than September of 2018, though, and that's when it really spiked. But Yeah, Claire, did you come up with any reason why? I have a few theories, they're all a little dark. They're sort of like dark things in the news. So I don't know if I want to bring them up on the podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. I could mention them off air, but I think we know we don't want to get too too dark. I feel like it's today. the rise of influencer culture. Was I a agree. Big part yeah, of for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, okay, so what are your guys's initial reactions preparing for this episode? I will just go ahead and lay my heart on the floor here and say that. I had a real roller coaster <laughs> prepping <laughs> for this episode. Claire has a lot of a lot of opinions about the phrase self care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, and <laughs> so excited to hear. Well, I'm nervous to share some of them for a variety of reasons, but I'm for now. We'll get into it all. We'll dig into the nitty gritty. Um, but I will say I had a variety of opinions heading into this, and now after doing some reading and kind of pondering, I have changed my tune. So, Mm. um, but before we get started, I just want to know what your guys' initial reactions to the idea or even maybe just the term self-care. What do you guys, how do you feel about it? The term definitely bugs me. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you a couple reasons why. One of them Mm -hmm. is a lot of times it's said, it's almost like like something you're not doing right. It always Mm -hmm. feels like, Self-care, and it's this nebulous thing that, like, it's always what someone else wants to do, like, someone else's idea of self-care, and if you're not doing it, 
you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I'm not going to help someone because like, that's my self-care is like taking care of my self and my family mm-hmm. or something like I've never heard it used in like a really super positive way. Mm-hmm. Even that's though actually, I actually, yeah. yeah, the idea of it, I'm definitely behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lately, all I see on TikTok are seriously, the clean girls have taken over the world <laughs> and they, it's, it's so funny because you can just predict the order of, their like morning routine videos. They're always up at 5 a.m. Unironically, like they don't even acknowledge that that's like a stereotype. They, they're always like, I get up at 5 a.m. with my hatch sunrise alarm clock, which I was doing. You, you so I can't judge, <laughs> but, and I do love it, but I don't get up at five. And then they always have their matcha greens powder. I don't know that they blend into their water. They, but they all have the exact same shoe organizer that they get on their workout shoes. It's just like they all have the same morning routine. So I just feel, yeah, like self-care is also just too prescribed. Like mm-hmm. that is not my idea of self-care. That doesn't, that makes me feel productive, but it doesn't make me feel like at peace. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like eating a cookie and doing a craft is what really makes me feel like (laughs) peaceful and taken care of. And that's much less like glamorous than what the TikTok girls do. I think for me, yeah, I agree with Grace that the term is kind of, and if if you're listening to this and love it, like that's great. But the term self-care and the obsession with it as an idea is like a little eye-rolly for me kind of. But people actually taking care of themselves is great. Like I'm all about, it's like the actual taking care of yourself and being in tune with like your own well-being. I'm all about, especially when it's like people, and this is, we're going to get into like judgment later. So this is a judgmental phrase that I'm about to say. But one other thing I kind of have a hard time with is I'm like, it's usually people that in my, from my outside looking in, you never know what people are really going through. But yeah, it does kind of seem like it's often like influencers or like teenagers talking about like, I'm having a self-care day. And I hate to say it, but I'm kind of like, it just feels a little entitled sometimes. Like the people who have like dire situations in life, you know, like who were in super hard circumstances, who have overcome these like massive adversities, who are like taking care of a child with special needs or a family member who is disabled. You know, I'm like, those are rarely the people you hear talking about how much they need self-care. And I'm like, those are the people that really need self-care. So I I know that sounds judgmental, but like the cynic in me sometimes is like, oh, here we go again with like the 20-somethings with like tons of extra income. Yeah. Well, I have one more thing I'll say about it, which is that it just makes me think of really dumb lists, like websites with a list of like 10 self-care ideas. And it's like somebody who really, really needs it. Like I feel like all parents pretty much are, are not getting the self-care that they need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't need to paint their nails when their kids have gone to – like that's not going to – I mean maybe a little – you know, things like yeah. that will like restore you a little bit, but like – they need a nanny or like they they need some sort of help. Like, yeah, I feel like it's like these like trivial solutions to real problems that I want people to take care of themselves. But I feel like online has warped self-care to be just sort of these like really surface level things that aren't actually helping people. Well, interesting you said that, Grace, because we asked on Instagram for some feedback from um, you guys. First, we asked like how you feel about self-care, what you think of with self-care. And then we asked for some specific suggestions. So we'll get to the suggestions later. Um, But there was one comment that I literally like gasped because I found this so relatable. This listener said, I struggle to take the time because I don't feel like anything rejuvenates like they claim. And I was like, oof, that's like so (laughs) So relatable Mm -hmm. because yeah, I totally feel that way. Like, and I'm like, is something wrong with me? It does sometimes just feel like 
a little bit of a band-aid kind of for like a deeper problem. But then that's also depressing. Like focusing on that is really like makes me feel so bummed to be like, nothing I do will ever. I, I don't find, here's, I think the crux of it for me. I don't find focusing on, this is probably like shows I need therapy or something, but I'm like, I don't find focusing on taking care of myself to be like a really inspiring idea or ideal. Like it's not something like to me, I'm like, yeah, it's like the maintenance you need to get on to like bigger and better things in life. So I'm just like, it's not like the end all be all for me. It's not like a particularly like, oh, I just feel so deeply that I need to do this. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll do it so I can get through the day. But I'm like, that doesn't like stir my soul to talk about caring for yourself, you know? So I don't know. I think this is the problem with the term self-care or just the idea in general is like you either are like me and you don't have a problem with like caring for yourself. Like I, I will not feel guilty about taking time for myself. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'll do self-care. Like, and everyone says like self-care is not just like a 10 step skincare routine. It's, you know, it's more than that, but I'm like, well, I want to do a 10, a 10 step skincare routine, (laughs) like sign me up, you know, or you're more like Claire and just, I don't know, Instagram posts telling you that you need to do self-care, it's just not going to get through to you because <laughs> you it's would... Not, it's not even that I have a problem with it. Like, I, I'm i like, yeah, it's great to like get enough sleep. And I think we're going to get into like what self-care really is later on. It's not that I have a problem with it or I'm like, I should never do anything for myself. I don't... I feel like I like have a healthy balance of... There's times and seasons and like when you're in a season with little kids, it's not realistic to think that you're never going to have to like kind of put your needs on the back burner. But it's more just kind of, I don't know, I'm, I kind of get tired of hearing about it all the time. And maybe that's because I come from a place of privilege of not desperately needing self-care like some people. So I'm like, I want it to be a topic that's talked about for people who this is like revolutionary info. But for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, I get it. I get it. We should take better care of ourselves. Kind of like Grace said, it's like one more thing we're failing at. I don't find it like something that I'm like, this is the aspirational point of life is self-care. You know, I'm like, I'd rather focus on like relationships or connection or like things that I think like make life really meaningful. I think self-care is just like the maintenance you do to like not collapse is basically (laughs) what I think. I think that that maybe part of why you don't like it is because you're not because you're coming from it from a place of privilege, although you are, but because you're coming from a place of like having lots of kids and not really having as much self-care time because like, it's not like your most basic needs. Like mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. So let's maybe dive into that. What is like, what do you guys think qualifies as self-care? That's a good segue to that because we had um, a few other listener responses talk about like what they do for self-care. And one listener said, which I thought was interesting. She said, naps. And she's like, that might be considered just a basic need, but I love naps. And I was like, that's interesting because I do think I have also seen posts that are like, self-care isn't just like taking a shower or like changing your clothes, like literal bare minimum, like hygiene. It's things that, you know, fuel your soul or whatever. So I'm like, okay. But then I also hear people that are like, self-care is therapy or self-care is exercise. So I'm like, well, what is it? Is it like whatever you have to do to just be like feeling okay in the world? Or is it actually like fun things you love to do? What do you guys think? I feel like ideally it should be something like extra that's not a need. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically a nap isn't a need and like technically getting enough sleep at night isn't a need. And some people are not even meeting their like basic needs. So mm-hmm. maybe, but it's hard to say because some people just can't like, yeah. It, you might be in a situation where like you're not able to do that. So it's, I don't know, it's confusing, I guess. Yeah, it is totally confusing. <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. self-care, it's different for me as a single person who works. Like for instance, I'm going camping this weekend because I think it will be fun. And to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's self-care to take like a two-day camping trip and go like do this thing. But 
that's different than self-care for like parents maybe. But I think that at its root, we shouldn't be feeling guilty for doing Mm -hmm. stuff that we want to do if it's really not hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's where like, that's maybe where part of it came from is like the feeling of like people guilting you Mm -hmm. or like the shame of like doing something just dumb because it's what you want Mm -hmm. and feeling like, oh, other people are going to judge me for this. Mm -hmm. And that sort of self-care is just saying like, well, it's what I want to do. Yeah. It's not hurting someone else. So I'm just going to do it. And that, I love that. Like, I am all about that and I love that and I love the like freedom to be able to just like do something that's fun and not be judged for it and not have to justify it. Like, I want that for everybody. And I do think um, an interesting, okay, so there's a podcast, it's called The Lisa Show and it's by Lisa Valentine Clark, who if you guys have seen the, I always call her the chat books lady because if you've seen like the really funny commercial for chat books that came out a couple years ago. She's on there. Um, but she has a podcast. She's really well known if you watch like BYU TV and stuff. Um, and her podcast is great. And, um, if you follow her on Instagram, you know that she lost her husband to ALS a couple, well, it was in 2020, the summer of 2020. So it was a super obviously heart wrenching situation. And then just a horrible time to lose a loved one on top of that. And she has done like a whole series this past month about self care. And so I listened to a bunch of her episodes and I thought that's what started to change my mind because my problem going into talking about self-care was like, okay, when it's just like influencers or whatever, we're being really hard on influencers. They're, <laughs> they're fine. But I'm like, I want to hear from, yeah, like single parents or people in like really hard life circumstances and like hearing her talk about it as like a widow with five kids, you know, that was really that I was like, okay, I love it when it's like more accessible to like the average person, you know, or people that like have major hardships that they're trying to cope with. Um, So one thing that she talked about was not judging people for whatever they choose as self-care. And I think that's something that like is very easy to do in society. And like, I've probably been, I know I've been guilty of it and I've seen other people do it. Where certain types of self-care, like exercise, I think is a great example, are seen as like worthy and others are kind of considered like frivolous, you know? Do you guys feel like that's Mm -hmm. like a common thing? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's why we hear so much of like self-care is not this. Mm -hmm. It's this. And it's all conflicting because, yeah, like some things are going to be self-care for some people and for others they're not. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think I'm thinking from the perspective of a mom with little kids, I feel like, and I'm totally, this is just my own feelings. I'm not saying anyone's ever done this, but I'm just using general examples. But yeah, if I were to say like, I go to bed at nine every night and I get up early and I, and I read my scriptures and journal, which are great things. And I think totally fall in the category of self care and I exercise, it would be like, wow, good for her. You know, like she's really disciplined and, and like that's, those are like worthy things to use as self care. But if I were to say like, I'm going to go get my nails done, I feel like that's where it would kind of, I would be more self-conscious about like, oh, what are people going to think? You know, that Mm -hmm. I'm spending time and money on this, even though maybe that's something that I that truly helps me just like get recentered and feel good and feel like I can face you know the rest of my week or whatever and that makes me sad you know that that happens yeah i was going to say i think that's part of why people have been pushing self care is because we have been putting some types of self care on a pedestal and and judging others you know that's just like mm-hmm. and now i don't know i think that we as a society by and large want people to feel like they can go get their nails done if that's mm-hmm. what makes them happy. Like, mm-hmm. But I think it's almost – it's swinging too far where like now those sorts of things are like that has to be what – it's like we can never just balance on something like, mm-hmm. well, exercise can't be self-care now because that – It's just a bare minimum need. So it doesn't yeah. qualify. And like <laughs> I take three bubble baths a week. And do you know what? It does not really reduce stress <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
That's always on the self-care list. And yeah. I'm like, look, this is bogus. I'm doing so many bubble baths. <laughs> like, I've it's, tried. It's uh, my skin is crumbling. better at my job. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, this is like, this thought just occurred to me, and I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to, to say this or think about this, but I feel like at its best, self-care is a feminist <laughs> concept because men have been golfing and hunting and <laughs> mm-hmm. doing their like leisurely hobbies without shame for many years. But I think now it's like, well, <laughs> like makeup and skincare and going to the gym, baking, I don't know, just like doing these, these hobbies, like as women, it's like, we're taking, taking a, a little bit of our leisure time back but I do think that as tends to happen with women there's more like pressure to conform to a certain like idea Mm -hmm. so ideally we would all just accept each other's hobbies and idea of leisure Mm -hmm. but there always there always has to be like either self-imposed or some kind of societal pressure Mm -hmm. where women are concerned totally well, and and I'm curious what you guys, so for me, the way I perceive self-care is not necessarily things that sound like fun all the time because I feel like it can, I think something, I think everyone needs something like that in their life for sure. And hobbies are super important or, you know, just being able to have a little bit of like flexibility for some downtime is like super duper important. But I think what I've noticed in my own life is when I'm feeling the best and like the most able to like give to other people and the most open and the most generous and grateful. Like when I feel like I'm at my best, it's when I'm doing things that maybe don't, when I'm kind of at a low point, don't sound fun to do. It's like eating better, getting into a better routine with reading my scriptures, connecting, like going out of my way to connect with friends and like reconnect with people in my life, um, exercise, you know, we've talked a lot about. So I don't know. I think some, I, that's kind of, I think another problem I have with it. And I know I've seen a lot of posts, like we've talked about the posts that are like, it's not doing nails. It totally could be doing nails, but I still kind of just feel like it's been warped a little bit to be like leisure time. And I don't personally think that's necessarily what the term means, but I don't know. We, I guess that's. That, that is very true. Cause I was thinking about that today, like lately, like the last few days I've just been in a funk and I was like, why am I just not feeling good lately? And I just realized like my house is just really cl- Like I just, there's clutter my fridge needed to be cleaned out. I haven't been eating as healthy as I want to. So it's like kind of, I had to like today force myself to do <laughs> some stuff that I don't like to do. And mm-hmm. that was, it, it has made me feel so much better, but it's not something that I enjoyed <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. And I almost had to like force myself to do it. But in the end, it was like the best thing for my mental health. So that's true. Sometimes it's not, it's easier to do our hobbies and and to do stuff that we enjoy than to do stuff that will maybe actually benefit our, our mental well-being. It's true. I also think there's so many things that go into like a happy life, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you totally. could put any of them into the category of self-care if That's it's like very something true. that yeah. <laughs> makes you, uh, long-term makes you happy. But I think that it shouldn't be crazy. It shouldn't be a wild idea that every single day we get to like enjoy something and feel Mm -hmm. important as a person and feel like our own human being apart from the people that we take care of in our jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is sort of the central idea of self-care and whatever that looks like for an individual can be different. But like, I think that most people could stand to take a look at like their day-to-day things and could change something that would actually Mm -hmm. make them feel happier and like more whole. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. I'm thinking of like, yeah, the people who are like really busy, the moms who are just like sacrificing everything for their kids and just, you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah, setting yourself up for success by doing a chore and meal prepping <laughs> is like technically 
self-care because the future you will thank you for that. But like, that's just a chore. You mm-hmm. just did a chore. It's not <laughs> a self-care. I guess but, I mean, true. If, yeah. If you really feel good and happy while you're doing it, then sure, that's self-care. But like, I don't really want to think of self-care that way because doing that, it's something that I don't want to do. So mm-hmm. it's not, I guess if that's all I have time to do, then like, sure. But like, I'd like to think that it would be something a little bit more special. Yeah. Well, okay. So another thing that Lisa brought up in her podcast series was she gave some examples of things. She kind of brought up the maybe generational tension a little bit around terms like this. And we have not, for the record, we've never had like our mom say we shouldn't do self-care or anything like that. But she just brought up, she had some friends on the podcast and they talked about how they have some guilt about things like this because they grew up in a time when their moms never talked about doing things for themselves. And and like one woman that she interviewed said like her mom worked and came home and took care of kids. Like she's like, I never saw her do anything for herself. But a few others brought up they were like, we never heard our moms like talk about it in these terms, but they're like, even in the chaos of like family life and the pressures and, and you know, that they had on them, they still had things that they loved. And like, if you look back on your childhood, you can probably see things your parents did that they loved to do. And maybe it wasn't categorized as self-care. And it might, it's one of those like millennial and Gen Z terms that like people might roll their eyes at, but it's like every generation has had things mm-hmm. that they, that brought them joy. And that's like a healthy, normal part of life. So like one, um, oh, this was actually the founder of Chatbooks, Vanessa Quigley, who I also follow on Instagram. She was on the podcast and she, I think her mom had like 10 kids or something. And she was like, even in the chaos of like our family, which was always chaotic, always busy. I think she said her mom loved to paint and she was like, she could kind of just like disappear into painting even with like chaos all around her. And that was like an example to her. And I think that's something I struggle with is thinking I have to like earn fun by like finishing all my tasks, you know? Mm -hmm. And Dave and I were talking about this the other day, how we've kind of reached a point in life where we're like, if we don't carve out time for fun or for things that like hobbies or things that bring us joy or like going on dates together or traveling as a family, like those things that do just add like just some fun and spark to your day-to-day life, you will never do them because there's Mm -hmm. never a time. There's truly just never a time where it's like, okay, I have nothing else going on. I have nothing else I should be doing right now. Now is the time for self-care. You know, like you have to just make a conscious choice to do those things. You know, like there's never going to be, and and generations have done that. They just maybe haven't called it that. So maybe that's a way to kind of get away from the guilt. But I agree with you, Anne. It is not inspiring. Even though it's important, it's not inspiring or exciting to be like, doing my laundry so I have clothes to wear tomorrow is self-care. Yeah. You know, that's that's really <laughs> depressing. So Yeah. I also think of people who, you know, are really going through a hard time yeah. and maybe don't have any motivation or maybe are like a little bit depressed and mm-hmm. like doing a horrible task like that. Uh, it's just know. not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to feel like doing it. So it's better to at least do something little and kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not like going to make a huge impact on your life, it's, you know, it's better than nothing. There's a trend on TikTok. Apparently, all of my comments tonight are going to be TikTok related, but there's a trend on TikTok that is like showing your, what do they call it? Your depression cave. <laughs> I think it's, oh, I don't know. It's that like, sounds sad. And it's like, it does, it does sound sad, and it, but it is, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like in contrast to the people who just seem to have like, have it all and their house is clean and they're taking perfect care of themselves. And it's just kind of like showing like, no, I'm depressed and, and I have 30 open bottles of soda in my room and like, oh no, my room's is that, a mess. And is that a sign of depression? <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have so many cans scattered around right now. I have so many cans. I'm having a can problem. <laughs> no, that's a Hopkins. That's a, that's a Hopkins trait. That's not just a depression. Every time Matt comes home from a business trip, there's like a new chocolate stain somewhere <laughs> in our bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, eating, eating 
sting candy in bed, I see. (laughs) When I had friends staying with me, um, my friend said that my house looks like the little girl from Signs because I had so many cups of water with different (laughs) different amounts in them. It happens to the best of us. Any, anyway, so I just, um, I just think about like those those people who are going through really rough times and are really depressed. Like maybe the answer is just like Grace said. Like maybe you need to have grace for yourself and get some like someone to help you instead. Like mm-hmm. maybe hire a cleaner mm-hmm. because maybe now is not the time to be forcing yourself to do chores when it's just kind of a vicious cycle and maybe you need to just like focus on taking care of yourself and let people help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also just want to say like on the topic of like the generational differences, I always think like, what do I want to teach my daughters about, you know, self-care and like selflessness and everything. And of course I want all of my children to be selfless because that's like a really important virtue, but I also don't want them to grow up and think that they have to be super just like spread thin, stressed out, doing everything for everyone else and not doing anything for themselves because I I love my kids and I don't want them to be like miserable. So through my example, you know, I hope I can teach them that they that it's okay to to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the idea of self-care is that you don't come last always. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some people who always put themselves last. And that just seems like a recipe for being miserable. And I think the idea that like, oh, I should never come first is just not a realistic or healthy one for your relationships long term. One thing back to the topic of chocolate though and the generational differences. <laughs> one idea kind of cuz I've heard different little phrases online about like what self-care is. And one thing Lisa said that I thought that I liked was she was like self-care can just be like those little things you do during the day that tell yourself I'm safe, I'm good, everything's fine. And and she used the example of her grandma always had chocolate and that was like her little thing that she always had around is just like her little thing, even in a time when she didn't have a lot of money or it was kind of, I think it was like she grew up during the depression, you know, but like that was like her little like me time. And she's like, even when I was a little girl, my grandma would always have chocolate around. And that just kind of be, that was kind of synonymous with grandma because that always like meant something to her. And I thought I was like, mine's diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. healthy, everything's okay. <laughs> and one of our <laughs> listeners submitted yeah, what do you do for self-care? She said copious amounts of DC, Diet Coke, self-care with a dash of self-harm. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's not it's not fun self-care unless it can go too far, right? And become like a problem. <laughs> um, so I think we should talk about just now, we've been getting all deep on like, I don't know. See, this is why I don't like talking about it. It makes me sad because it makes me sad to think of women who like don't have time for themselves. That's so depressing Mm -hmm. to think about. I'm thinking about like all the hard life situations that people could be in. And now I feel sad. So let's turn it around. (laughs) Let's turn it around and let's talk about what you guys like to do for self-care. And we'll get some ideas from our contributors. So what what sorts of things you guys have mentioned a few grace said camping i think travel is a great one and it's not attainable that's another thing i think we should say is i think there are some things that you can do to take care of yourself on a daily basis but i think there's also things that it's not like you're going to do it every single day but it's something you look forward to and brings you joy and keeps you going and i think trips are like a huge one for all of us so i think travel and adventure is a great one what else do you guys have this is so hard for me because I feel like I am a hobbyist by nature. Um, I know Grace can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I also, I feel like maybe it's, maybe it's that I'm a seven. I just feel like I naturally sometimes gravitate towards doing like fun things. So it's like hard for me because I feel like sometimes it's like, Sometimes I get too wrapped up in 
in things that I, in my hobbies and self-care for me really is like tackling some things on my to-do list because Mm -hmm. they build up and they hang over my head. So I think it's just like every day is different and it's just like checking in with myself. But I have discovered (laughs) this week, it's not really a new discovery, but this week since I was in kind of a funk, (laughs) I was wandering around our house and I was like, I hate our house. I hate all the decorations. <laughs> it doesn't represent me. And, and Luke was like, maybe you need, he's like, why don't you go to Heidi and get yourself a treat and wander around and then why don't you go to a park and just sit down in the park? And I didn't exactly do that, but I did go to Heidi, which is a grocery store here in town, and they have a little like health food section that kind of makes me feel like I'm at Trader Joe's. So I got a donut and I wandered around <laughs> the health food section and <laughs> it made me feel so much better. I got a lot of weird looks because I didn't have a cart and I didn't buy anything other than the donut. <laughs> and I was in that tiny like three aisles for like an, a whole hour, but um, it really made me feel good. <laughs> so that was, um, for me, that was <laughs> my self-care. There's nothing more awkward than being in one or two aisles for like a really long (laughs) Mm -hmm. time and yeah you're trying to like play it cool and you're Mm -hmm. like looking stuff up on your phone (laughs) and like and I'm just like please no one I don't know think I'm committing a crime or something there's another person also lurking in the aisle and so Mm -hmm. it's like like I get so self-conscious I'm like I feel them like next to me Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) it's as if they have more right to be there than I do like exactly why why is does anyone care but it just feels like socially unacceptable for some reason to just be like lurking for hours I liked what you said, Tess, about checking in with yourself. I think that's what a lot of this comes down to, too, is just being like, what would be, like, what do I need right now? What would replenish me? Would it be better to spend my time on, like, is the burden of having a million things to do causing more stress? Or am I feeling burnt out and empty because I haven't done anything to bring me joy? You know, like, and I think that can vacillate from day to day. Anna Grace? Every day... I have to, at some point, be completely immobile and horizontal with a blanket covering Mm me. (laughs) That is very Anne. (laughs) It doesn't have to be for long, but it's just what makes me feel good. If I'm on my feet all day, it's going to be a rough day. Mm -hmm. So I just like to be in a a blanket, cozy. Um, That was one of the responses we got was... um, It's not big and ritualistic, just giving myself permission to be alone for 30 minutes during the day. During the kids' nap times, read, nap, scroll, whatever, without feeling obligated to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think, I do think, I tend to think that, and I'll be honest, I tend to judge people for it. If it's like there's, there's messes or things, it's like, how can you be laying down right now? But I do it too, but I like hate myself the whole time. You know, I'm like, see, but I knew it. I knew. (laughs) Yeah. She keeps trying to talk about like, oh, people who, people who don't take time for themselves. And like, it's like, I know what's going on at your house. Yeah. Well, I We've been I dancing are, around I you are the mom in a tough situation there. You're the yeah. one depressing <laughs> yourself. Claire is the one who needs an episode. I'm not like a tough this. situation. I have a like a loving you partner. Have four kids. I I feel like I have as as good of a situation with having four little kids as you can. But you have four kids and a bit of a martyr. I do have a I've touch of the martyr. More than a <laughs> <touch> <laughs> my my problem martyr. is my problem is I reached the end of the day or kids nap time or whatever. And I'm really trying to work on this because instead of just saying, you know what, I'm going to leave the dishes or whatever, and I'm going to choose to do something I want to do. What I do is I procrastinate by getting on social media and then I'm just like, Bleh. you know, like I'm not, it's not making me happy. And then you know, way too much time goes by and it's late. And then I'm like, I better just go to bed. And then I'm like, so I also got, I got nothing accomplished. And I also didn't really do something that I really wanted to do because I'm just procrastinating. So I'm trying, it's not that I never take time for myself. It's just, I often fritter the time 
because I'm like feeling this obligation to do other things. So I'm working on just it's making you're a trying, conscious choice. It's because you probably are not letting yourself do the fun thing until after you've mm-hmm. done the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. That's You just got to do the fun thing. But that's it's tricky because, I mean, that's kind of how – I don't want to get into like – I think everyone was raised that way, you know, get the, get the hard things done first and then you can enjoy your time. You know, like I teach my kids that, yeah, you but know, that's what like you teach kids when they have one chore and eight hours of free time. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Kids aren't, aren't, it doesn't apply to kids. by a sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids are just flitting their time away. It's very yeah. true. So you have to teach them. Yeah. Kids are also- haunted by a sense of obligation. That's a great line. <laughs> also, do you, do you enjoy being on social media? Because sometimes I feel like we make ourselves feel guilty for being on social media, and that's why we feel miserable after spending time doing that. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe you just like to be on social media for a little bit. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is back to our you know earlier thing of like worthy self-care, you know, that's mm-hmm. judged. I do think that's one where it's like everyone scoffs at like, oh, that's not a good use of your time, you know, yeah. but I do within, in moderation, like for sure. But I, it reaches a point where it is just like kind of a, it's an avoidance tactic, you know, and then it turns into sort of just like, what have I done with my time? You know? So yeah, I think within reason I do enjoy it, but it can get excessive for sure. Um, I think for me, if I'm really, you know, if I'm in a good place where I'm making like conscious choices to do good things and not just procrastinating and feeling guilty, um, connecting with friends for sure is huge. Whether it's on Marco Polo or going and doing something with friends. Um, and that's one, I think part of the reason I, I genuinely love it. And it also is one of those ones where I'm like, this is a, you know, a socially validated. Yeah, that's just part of a healthy life. What that's do you true. do? What is like something on the average day that you let yourself do that's like makes you happy? Long silence. I don't want it to be therapy. This I've been depressing. waiting this whole time for us to get to the intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this so happy what this is about. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, on an average day, there's not anything. <laughs> I knew it, but I didn't want to make you say it. I wanted you to get there on your own. I'm sorry. There's just not. Oh, no. I I like to make treats. I make treats a lot. And I I make treats while listening to a podcast. That's so – I totally oh, – no, that is totally good, something I, I do like that's multiple okay. times. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. fine. I, I yeah. love like baking or making bread or something while I listen to a podcast. And I, and I drink Diet Dr. Pepper. I've already talked about that. So there's that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, something I really do um, enjoy is I love doing stuff like I love thrifting or like looking for stuff for our house or like I went and got um, some artwork framed for our house the other day and I'm really excited about that. So yeah, or decorating for holidays, like fun seasonal things I would say are like a self-care thing that I enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. That's that on that. Um, Grace, what about you? Um, well, one of my so this is gonna also be sort of a sad self-care thing, but not as not nearly on the level of Claire's, but something that I struggle with is at nighttime I get a lot of anxiety around going to bed. And I feel like I've been this way since I was little. Like I just have like bedtime anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I've even tried to look it up and all of the Google searches are like talking about kids having bedtime anxiety there's no <laughs> there's no results for for an adult um so I sort of had to cobble together my own solution but something that really helps me just like have a week that just is good and stays on track is that I like to have a nighttime routine that is calming and sort of gets me out of the normal like I'm not thinking about work anymore I'm not thinking about my to-do list like I'm not going to get up and do any more things. I'm not watching TV. I'm like reading a book and drinking cocoa or, you know, like I have some sort of mm-hmm. thing that's like, this is nighttime to sort of try to like signal to my brain, like, and now we can go to bed and it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily work every time, but I would consider that 
self-care. I like that, Grace. That's cute. I like it. Mm-hmm. I have bedtime anxiety a little bit too. Not as bad as you because you've. I know you've always struggled with it. But is it dread for the next day? Um, sometimes. That's sometimes. been more of an adult onset thing, unfortunately. So that's a fun <laughs> part of my life. But it's just, I don't know. I've all, I used to get scared at night. Yeah. And I, do you feel like you can just scroll and scroll and scroll endlessly? Like if I let myself on the internet an hour before bedtime, I just won't get off. Mm. Do you feel like mm-hmm. that, Claire? Like social media or like, yeah. Oh, I definitely have bad habits at night with social media for sure. Yeah. And as a kid, I mean, I hated like sleepovers and things like that because I just struggled with like not feeling nervous at nighttime. And I don't know. I've kind of always struggled with that. I read that that's a real phenomenon. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a real thing that happens to adults. And this actually fits well with our the theme of our episode because it's when people don't take adequate care of themselves during the day or don't when your brain doesn't like feel I don't know when you have too much going on during the day that you don't feel like you get any time for yourself then you kind of like feel the need to take that time at nighttime Mm -hmm. like and so that's why people doom scroll late at night Mm -hmm. because you just feel like well I gotta do something like your brain mm-hmm. just feels like it hasn't had enough time to catch up with the day. So a thousand percent. Maybe, maybe if you did practice a little more self-care during the day, I think a little less. I think that would really help. Yeah. Just being a con making a conscious effort to be like, okay, I'm gonna do take an hour and like when the kids are in bed, do something that I wanna do so that because I I definitely think I do that. It's like, okay, it's time for bed. But then I'm like, but I didn't get any me time. And then I'm just having like useless <laughs> time. So I need to work on that. Um, any other ideas before I share some that our listeners submitted? Nope. Okay. So these are just fun. And like we talked about, there's no right or wrong answer. Like if some of these sound like, oh, that sounds fun. Maybe I'll try that. Like Grace is talking about, <laughs> we probably don't need like to-do lists of like, here's ideas of how to take care of yourself. <laughs> because most of us, if we looked inside, probably could think of what we would do. But um, these are just for fun. Um, self-tanner and or tanning bed boosts all the endorphins for me. That is, I think, an interesting I was one. I bring up self-tanner, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's a big boost. Nothing makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's so true. There's something about being tan that just makes everything better. And then there's the actual like UV rays, right? From like a tanning bed. Um, growing up in Alaska, people tanned a lot mm-hmm. because in the winter it was like an anti-depression mechanism for a lot of people, which is kind of sad to think about. But that was like a very normal thing. <laughs> like growing yeah. up, people would go tan to try to just get through winter. A hit workout every morning and ending the day with a really good show. That just sounds like a very like attainable but solid self-care routine, you know, um, reliable. Uh, okay, this one, like Grace was talking about getting help um, and Tess was talking about it too. Get a babysitter and do anything you want to. Sushi, hike, get your hair done, shop alone. It's hard to justify paying a babysitter to just take yourself on a date, but it's so worth it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Really I smart. I just wish people got more babysitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And and like Grace and I were ta- talking about this the other day, and she said something that I think is so true. And as a mom, I never want to do this, but I worry that I do, and I just never ever want to. But no one's harder on other parents than parents. <laughs> like people who aren't <laughs> parents are usually like. I don't know, maybe with the exception of like on airplanes when like your baby's crying and people get mad. But like generally the idea of like having someone come in and help you is like very reasonable to anyone who's not a parent who doesn't have that and then is like angry that someone else does kind of, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole a, other topic. A single person with no kids would never judge you for any sort of childcare situation. All All we want is for your kids to not infringe on our peace of mind. And I don't Mm -hmm. mind a baby crying on the airplane, (laughs) but like anything that doesn't involve me, I'm like, do it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. do it. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, of course, we should be nicer to. Well, and I think that, like, as a childless person, like, the idea of not having like free time whenever you want to carve it out, and like having actual like free, like it's you don't have to pay someone to come in and and help you. Like, you can just have free time whenever you want when you don't have kids. So I think knowing how that feels and then picturing not having that we totally are like please please take some time for yourself grace i did notice that we were not invited on the camping trip is that because (laughs) the thought of camping with children sounds unpleasant or you're just like it's me time i'm not gonna say it's the worst thing i could ever imagine but (laughs) do you okay there's a there's a famous family story I think it was our aunt and uncle. I don't, maybe we were there too. I don't know if Anne was even born. Maybe she was. We were very, we were all very small children. Tess definitely wasn't born. So I don't know if we were there or if just this happened to our aunt and uncle, but they were camping. And you know, when you're intense, like you can hear everything, you know? So early morning, there was like a child crying in another tent. And from the tent, from another tent across like the campground, someone yelled, control your kid. <laughs> and like, so that became like a family joke that we would say, like if anyone's kids were like out of control or something, cause it's just like, it's so ridiculous to it's yell like, no. at someone in a tent. It's like, trust me, I would get them to stop crying. Like, oh, I, I, I like could. when my kid cries in the morning. Yeah. Early in the yeah. morning. I'm, yeah. I'm doing nothing <laughs> yeah. to, to control them. <laughs> control your kid. Good luck controlling your kid. And the on the topic of nature, someone said a family hike. I think that's a great one. Um, I think just getting out and doing something fun, it can be like one of the most rejuvenating things because like, when you're in your house, you see all the things that need to get done, but getting out, it's like, you can leave it behind for a second. Someone else said, or no, actually same responder, solo gardening. And I think the solo is key here mm-hmm. because yeah. <laughs> I love my family, but there's some tasks around the house that I actually really enjoy and don't mind doing, but I do need it to be like alone <laughs> for it to be like a replenishing, mm-hmm. a replenishing thing. I have one parting sentiment. Oh, I want to hear. Look inside yourself. And this is this is to Claire, but this is to to anyone struggling with with self-care. Ask yourself, what do I want right now? And unless it's really gonna hurt someone, take it. <laughs> this is so I scary. Like <laughs> I did not expect this to be like an intervention. This episode, is an intervention. And I'm feeling a little yeah shaky about it. I don't know. Enneagram twos, listen up. Yeah. And or wing twos. You said if it really doesn't hurt someone. Yeah, well, you can't can be, you be more specific. Because you're going to be like, oh, well, my kids shouldn't watch TV. So if they watch a show while I do this, you know, it, I mean, like, mm-hmm. genuinely is like hurting someone else. Okay. I I agree. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get off the Zoom call and I'm going to do my best. I have to pack lunches. Uh, Penny has a, a field trip tomorrow and she sat Dave and I down for a field trip class and taught what? us all the things that we need to do to get her ready for her field trip. Penny, she That's made so name cute. tags. It was really cute. So I have to make sure that I like have everything ready for her because Penny, she's so cute. She, she's so cute. She manages to charm her way into hearts across the world, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, well, we hope <laughs> that this was a motivating and validating episode and um, not dark or <laughs> that this didn't make anyone as sad as it made Claire. And I think it's time to move on to some weekly wins. Can I do um, just a lose instead? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's we're in the pits already on this episode. And so this is your I'd self-care. I'd like to share many bad things that have happened to me in the last Oh, week. yeah. <laughs> Poor Anne. So first off, Matt was going to be out of town for a couple days, and he was like, why don't you go visit your sisters? And I was like, that's a great idea. So I invited myself over. We were having a great time. And like one day into the trip, Matt calls me, and he's like, our house flooded. And I'm like, what? Turns out 
Our next door neighbor heard water rushing through. She could hear it through her walls. And there's like a little bit of water coming into her basement from our house. And so she called Matt and one of our neighbors was able to climb in our window and like turn off our water. And he said there was water on like every floor of our house, um, which is three floors. So we were just kind of panicking like what that meant for us. And so Matt came home early from his business trip. It was a whole thing. Our kitchen, he had to basically take down our kitchen ceiling, (laughs) take out all the insulation and like our bathroom ceiling. So there's a lot of work now that needs to be done. Just after you finally finished a ton of work. Yeah, after Mm -hmm. our kitchen, like the kitchen is just like the beacon of hope in our house. It's like basically the only room that's like was almost fully done. And obviously it's a very high traffic area. So it's just very upsetting but it's okay because you know everything's gonna be okay and then like the day after we got back from or I got back from my visit I was like really feeling down in the dumps about the kitchen ceiling so I was like I just need to get out of the house so I was like I'm gonna go do some errands I went to do a Walmart return which already makes you you know a bit grumpy Mm -hmm. of all the things Mm -hmm. to choose yeah i get into walmart and i'm like going to get my phone out to get my little return barcode and i didn't have my phone so i'm like oh no now i have to go home and get my phone so i'm all grumpy driving home and as i'm like turning (laughs) onto the uh, onto a road near our house i look out the window and i see my phone in the road Getting run over by cars. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I, like, had to park my car, run out into the road, and get it, and it was totally smashed. So uh, I was so sad about that because I was like, great. I have this expensive house thing, and now I have to get a new phone. And then that night we found – what is it called? A shrew. We found a shrew in our basement – which just, I don't like when there's, it's not that Mm-mm. I mind the shrew, Mm-mm. it's like, where did the shrew come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Matt caught the shrew and he drove it three miles from our house because apparently they just find their way back in if you don't take them far enough away. And he had put out a trap and the next day there was a mouse in the trap. Oh my word. So I'm like, okay, things are obviously finding their way into mm-hmm. our house. So everything's in shambles. Um, I don't know. More bad things happened. It's hard to keep track, but it's just been one of those weeks where, like, mm-hmm. just everything. Like, what else goes could wrong. go wrong? Can't yeah. catch a break. Yeah, can't catch a break. But I did buy myself a new blanket from Costco. Ooh, to make myself feel better. A Costco Aww. blanket always. It's a Barefoot Dreams dupe. Wow. And I've never touched Ooh. a Barefoot Dreams blanket. I've never been so blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how good of a dupe it is, <laughs> but. It is really soft, so I guess that could be my win is my blanket. I'm so sorry. Well, that's symbolic. I think a blanket is symbolic of like finding comfort mm-hmm. in the midst mm-hmm. of all these bad things. It has been, and I feel so personally responsible that you were at our house <laughs> when the leak started. Yeah, if you hadn't no been sense. here, but if you hadn't been here, you would have been home and caught it. I know, you know? but I invited myself to your I house. Know, but I just, I just feel bad. It was just such a bummer. Okay. It was really it has sad. Nothing to do with you, but <laughs> wow. And actually, you know, it was nice being surrounded by loved ones. Mm-hmm. I was oh in the room God. when she got the call. Mm-hmm. She we was. Were, we were burning dinner. Yeah, d- we almost yeah burned Claire's. A little fire down, did but. light. Remember when that little fire lit in the bottom of the oven? I think okay. it might have been. Well, oh, I think oh when I was, dropped. I pizza in I think it, it wasn't because of the dinner burning it was grace was put a pizza <laughs> right on the like rack the grace yeah, yeah. and some cheese drip there's a cheese drip and like a little fire like lit. it was but my mistake moral of the story is like you shouldn't let us cook it's true yeah. I shouldn't have asked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well my weekly win um I'll keep this brief I was humbled and <laughs> put my place because a few weeks ago I was at Aldi 
And, you know, you have to put the quarter. For those of you that have never shopped at Aldi, you have, I shared this on my personal Instagram and a few people were like super confused, understandably. So sorry if this is the second time you've heard this, but you put a quarter in the cart to unlock it. That's like the system there. So you always have to have a quarter with you in case you go to Aldi. And I don't really use cash these days, you know, so I do have to make a point to be like, I hope I have a quarter. So I usually just kind of like always make sure I have my quarter in my wallet. So typically if you're in the parking lot, sometimes people to be nice, so you don't have to walk it back, especially if they see you have kids with you, they'll be like, oh, I'll take your cart. And they'll just like hand you a quarter, you know, instead of putting it in the slot to get one. So it all works out even. That's probably confusing if you've never been there, but if you have, it makes sense. So that's kind of typical. So this lady starts approaching me and she was very like, like she sort of commanded me. She's like, here, I'll take your cart. Give it to me. And I, she had something in her hand, which I assumed was a quarter. And she just dumps like four coins, which did amount to 25 cents. But she dumps some coins and she's like, I don't have exact change. And she just like takes the cart. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like I need a quarter. This is my Aldi quarter. Now I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah, but it's not quarter. the money. It's not that you're yeah. like out 25 cents. It's, it's just she like. She did that to get a quarter. quarter yeah. Oh, she exactly. didn't have a quarter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she, it was so funny and I was so confused. I was just like, okay. And like, she didn't say like, thank you. <laughs> she just was like, here, I'll take your cart. And, and I was like, Okay. And it's not a big deal. I mean, I was not truly angry. I just thought it was like hilarious. Honestly, it was so bold. But today I was walking into Aldi and I had my quarter and I had Henry with me. And this super nice lady was like, do you need a cart? And I was like, sure. And, and she starts to like hand me the cart and I hand her my quarter and she goes, oh no, just keep it. And I was like, I was like truly baffled. I was like, that's not how it works here. You know, like we don't just give people carts at Aldi. And I was like, oh no, I was like, take it. And she was like, no, no. And she's like, you put it in that little munchkins, uh, piggy bank. And I was like, Aww. okay, that's, <laughs> that's so, so nice. Like I was like, that's like the nicest thing someone's done in a that's really long really time. Nice. It was so sweet. And everyone's so stressed and harried these days, you know, just to have someone like, do something so purely sweet, just like out of the blue. Yeah. She was just like radiating kindness. She was like the sweetest lady. So it was very sweet. And I paid it forward and I gave someone my cart with no recompense when I came back out. And it was just like, Aldi giveth and Aldi taketh away. And I was oh. t- I was taught today. That's a, that's a big one. Claire, mm-hmm. I still remember Claire gave me an Aldi quarter and I was In a really time of touched. need. Yeah. Yeah. I said, an Aldi quarter, it's a big deal. Yep. Well, I guess my weekly win would be I finally learned what gut health is. (laughs) um, I thought you'd been on the gut health train for a while. It sounds like something you'd be really into. Mm -hmm. It it does sound like something I would be into, but I was just sick and tired of people on social media just saying, like, what I looked like before I healed my gut and what I looked like (laughs) after. And it was, like, so dumb. It, the, the way that social media portrays it is very dumb because it's just girls eating salads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I finally learned what it actually is, and I bought some kimchi, Ooh. and I have made some high-fiber muffins, and um, I'm already feeling so much better. Wow. Gut <laughs> um, health is a huge <laughs> deal. Like, I think it's one of those things if I dove into, I would get really into too. I'm just I daunted. am so into it. And please Luke, don't dive into it, Claire. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't dive into it. You're going to take it way too far, Claire. But Luke is hating life because he does not like fermented foods. He doesn't enjoy sauerkraut. How did you uh, miss he enjoy kefir? Like eight years ago when mom got really into gut health. Yeah, remember mom's kefir kick? Well, I remember Grace drinking mm-hmm. tons of kefir. And I, I remember mom. <laughs> That's because it's good. It's actually so good. I've been drinking it every day. I love it. But yeah, I remember mom like forcing kimchi and sauerkraut on us. But I just didn't, I didn't understand what she was doing it for. Um, but I've, I've fully committed and I'm, I'm very excited about it. Okay, my win is a quick one. I found this guy who does is called Broadway does punk ooh sounds like right up your alley punk does broadway i don't remember which one it is <laughs> um it is sort of a, a fusion of two things i like and he does a cover of 
Wait For It from Hamilton. Mm. That's really good. He does a lot of covers. Um, they all sort of sound kind of similar because he's kind of just doing the same same thing on all of them. He also has a cover of You're the One That I Want. Ooh, with that special fun. special guest Taylor Louderman. So Whoa, who's Taylor Louderman? She's a Broadway actress. Oh, okay. um, oh cool. I like how I was like, wow. Yeah, you're like, oh, special guest. I feel like that one wasn't his best. It didn't really capture her talent, but still, there's not that much Taylor Louderman content out there, so I'll take what I can get. I thought you were I'm gonna be honest, I thought you were gonna say Taylor Swift. When you, when you, that would be a Taylor. Big yeah, it would. It would. That would really have been a, a pretty big get for him, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow hopculturepod for more fun. See you next week. 